Spotify. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist Podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today, my friends within the Librocube is one of my most favoritest of all favorite days, and that is Ah, Internet Day. Combining Fridays and Internets? You know it's a good idea. Why are you resisting it? Resistance is futile, as the Borg would say. But we're not Borg in the Liberal Cube. No, no, no. We are Liberal Cubicalist, or Liborg Cubicalist. Huh? Ha, <laughs> ha, Yeah, that's good stuff. Something I say at the top of every show is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment in iTunes, because that is what helps others find the podcast. Spoiler warnings are something I also do at the top of every show. However, I do not do them on internet days, because to me it doesn't really make sense. However, that being said, um, I do say that I don't give spoiler warnings on internet days, which in itself is a bit of a spoiler warning. When you really, when you really get down to the root of it, that is what it is. Something I try to remember on internet days to say, because it is sort of interconnected, is that the podcast, meaning this one has an app. There's an app for this. Available for free for your listening pleasure. My voice went up at the end to indicate a question. Available in the Android store. If, like me, you are using a iDevice, what you can do is the good people over at Podbean who are hosting this podcast have created mobile versions of all of their podcasts, which, when added to the home screen, are very app-like in their functionality. So thank you to them, although I do pay them, so grain of salt with that thanks, but a delicious thanks with a nice little grain of salt on top. Last piece of podcast-related midness before we get into the interwebs, the brim, the brimming full of interwebby goodness, is of course today's uh, sponsor. But, I'm about to stop at a light, so, because I find that when I stop at a light, my talking is not heard as well, I will wait until I am uh, locomoting again. That is the plan. For some reason, and this is a little behind-the-scenes action, which I have a little bit of today, because I believe how I, the method in which I remove some of the car sounds while I'm driving, when I am sitting still in the car and not actually moving, the car sounds are not there, so it removes some of the talking sounds. That is my assumption. So, now that I am moving again, and the engine is revving up a bit, I will continue to talk. Although I didn't stop talking, but... Because it is a sponsor, and I really, really need to get paid, oh boy, uh, I want to give them the best audio quality that I can provide. Huh? Today's sponsor is the Scott Summers Laser Eye Installation. Once again, today's sponsor is the Scott Summers Laser Eye Installation Hospital. I suppose. Thank you to them for being today's sponsor. Folks, we're going to hop right in now. Oh, last piece. Um, a lot of preamble today. Just for the record, if for some strange reason the very first episode of this podcast you are listening to is this episode 170, well, welcome, first off. And I don't normally have this much shit at the top of the show. I normally hop in pretty quick. However... A lot of uh, shit going on, a lot of behind the scenes I want to throw at you. For example, because my car that I am driving in right now is TARDIS Blue, I am allowed to mess 
with the wibbly wobbly bits. And although it is hot internet day in the liberal cube, in the actual real living universe that we inhabit, it's only Tuesday. What? What are you doing, Jordan? You're really messing around with this one. Yes, more so than even normal. But that is because I want to go into my uh, Thursday with zero edit, edit, editing to do, uh, as far as the podcast is concerned, because Friday morning, I am going to Fan Expo in Toronto 2013. Yeah. So that's sort of the behind the scenes slash tease that I have been doing all week. Uh, and that is just sort of to let you listening to this know that I will A, be recording a very special Fan Expo podcast edition, as well as putting out, as I have, this will be the third time, a Nerd Kane adventure. If you like things nerdy, and I assume you do as you are listening to this, uh, want to Google, or perhaps Bing, if you're of a mind, although that's weird, uh, Nerd Kane adventures, you will see just what I'm talking about. Basically, when you boil it down, it is... I have purchased a cane a couple of years ago that I do two things with. One is get famous nerdy folk to autograph, and two, hand to cosplayers and say, hey, do you mind if I take a picture of you while you're holding my cane? And uh, it's turned into, I don't know, a thing. A thing that I do, that I enjoy doing. And I think combines the best of being both fun and funny, which is really what we're all here for, is it not? I know myself, spinning around on this globe, have sort of devoted my life to the eternal search for shits and or giggles, and that is just part of it right there. Oh, that will conclude, I think, the longest preamble I have ever done. However, I thought about this episode that the possibility exists that because I'm recording it on a Tuesday, I may do it my drive home, which I'm doing right now. I may do it my drive in to work tomorrow, and I may do it my drive home from work tomorrow as well, because that would be like a super long episode to tide you over for uh, the Fan Expo episode. That's a thought. I don't know if it's going to come to fruition. We will see what we will see. What we will see first or rather here first, as this is a audio-only thing, is me talk about item the first. Ha-ha! Segway King. That's what they call me. That was my nickname in high school. The Segway King. <laughs> Just on that note, uh, I say to the missus probably once a week, and it could just pop out of thin air for no reason whatsoever what my nickname in high school was, and it will never make sense. It will be something that just sort of pops up randomly on perhaps television. Things like, yep, my nickname in high school was the Segway King. Why do I do it? Because it gives me great joy. And I believe on some level she finds it amusing. On probably a much higher level, she finds it annoying as hell, which I find amusing. So, the best of both worlds? My voice went up at the end? Mm -hmm. Item the first is rather a series of three items that I have brought back from the Nerdist channel on YouTube, Kinda Sorta, Kinda Sorta. I throw in my Kinda Sorta because uh, I do believe Chris Hardwick of the Nerdist channel, channel, our buddy, our pal, friend of the podcast, although he does not know it exists, has, from the looks of it, teamed up with the YouTube channel Machinima. If you are unfamiliar with Machinima, it is combining footage taken from video games. That, that, that used to be sort of the only definition. Uh, footage taken from video games with sort of voiceover dubbed over top of it to make uh, little movies. That, that used to be what Machinima sort of was and was only. They have since sort of branched out a little bit. For example, what I am about to talk about is all done in sort of live action. However, they are posted on the Machinima channel, as well as now, sort of intermingled with the Nerdist channel. These two YouTube channels fit together like white on rice. I'm not sure what that means exactly, but I've heard that saying. Uh, is it that 
the color of rice is quite often white. Is that where the sort of is that where that saying comes from? Let's assume it is because I don't really want to get in too much to the origin of the phrase white on rice. The fact that I am doing so is wasting my time. Time we do not have. Why am I doing it? I get caught in these loops. <sighs> Machinima. These are videos in which the good people over there have filmed live actionly fights between various superheroes. They don't have a, and I looked, I couldn't find it. They don't have sort of a proper title. So what I'm going to call them is superhero versus fights live action from Machinima and now Nerdist videos. It's a little lengthy title wise, but it's better than no title. In the first video, they had Wolverine, yes, that Wolverine, fight Predator. Yes, that Predator. Or, I, I guess, is it more accurate to say a Predator, not the Predator? The, the, the Predator from the first movie Predator, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, that Predator. Let's say that's who he fought. The OG, which I believe stands for original. And uh, as you can imagine, it was a pretty good goddamn good fight. It, uh, the thing I like most about that particular one is that... It technically ended in a draw, in that, and I do spoil things, so I'm going to spoil this. Wolverine had his claws go into the underneath, sorry, yeah, into the skull of the Predator. At the same time, the Predator had his claw going, where did he have it, like through the chest of Wolverine? Uh, I actually don't remember. And they both collapsed and died. So, cool way to end the battle, right? Well, not if you know anything about Wolverine, which is, of course, that he regenerates. This video would be cool if you somehow knew nothing about Wolverine, although if you didn't know anything about Wolverine, I don't suppose you would be nerdy enough to watch this video. But still, you'd be like, what the fuck? How did he? What? He put... Yeah, but uh, that's what happened. Next was a very interesting one. It was Deadpool versus Batman. <laughs> what? Deadpool versus Batman. I uh, I think I've, this has come up on the podcast before, and you know what? Strangely enough, just sort of, we were just kind of talking about it, it came up, I believe, in my last Comic-Con, Toronto Comic-Con 2013 special podcast edition, that Deadpool is a comic book character that I wish I could get into, but... I can't really ever seem to get into actual, factual comic books, or graphic novels if you prefer. I always feel like I'm kind of cheating on uh, book books, and I have read them, and have always enjoyed reading them, but they don't have the pull for me that uh, book books do. Alright? Alright. That being said, Deadpool seems to be pretty cool, and uh, a lot of the shit he's got going on, because despite not reading the comic books, I try to keep up with comic-related stuff. For example, uh, if you ever want to do so, there's a site called Comic Vine, and it is an amazing resource for everything comic book related. My favorite part about the site is just sort of picking a superhero at random, and then going to their page, and it will give you sort of a, a crazy detailed breakdown of like what their powers are, what their origin story is, and stuff like that. And I love that kind of shit. It's freaking awesome. Who's going to win? Batman, Deadpool. Batman, Deadpool. I would, before I even watch this video, automatically pick Batman. I think Batman, and this is kind of the way I feel about Batman versus other superheroes, including Superman, uh, is that... Batman will always win in any fight against any superhero as long as he knows that the fight is going to happen beforehand. Uh-huh. That's my sort of little asterisk there. If he is, say, not dressed as Batman, sitting around Wayne Manor having a cup of coffee, and friggin' Superman flies in and punches him in the face, well, he's not going to win that fight. He will be dead. His head will explode. However... As in the movie, Batman vs. Superman, uh, highly, highly recommend. I uh, talked about it on the podcast, gave it 5 out of 5, if I do recall. He knew the fight was going to happen, so he won. Oh, I just spoiled that. <laughs> it's okay, I gave spoiler warnings at the top of the show. It is allowed. In this one, 
knew the fight was going to happen, therefore one had to get the uh, Batmobile involved in the fight, which I thought was kind of cool. He was there to save Catwoman, who was looking pretty fucking hot in this one, I will say, along the lines with Wolverine, despite the fact that Batman quote-unquote won, um, Deadpool did not, you know, 100% die. He will be back to fight again. Lastly, had Superman versus Thor. Ooh, this is an interesting one. <laughs> I'd almost go with Superman that... I know he, in the comics, at one point was killed by... I think it was Darkseid, if I do recall. Anyways, I, I, I think I would say about Superman that the only person that would ever beat Superman is Batman, and only if Batman knew the fight was going to happen beforehand. I think no one else would beat him. Thor included. So, the fact that that happened in this video verifies my point. I'm not sure if... I, I think this might be a possibility that these videos were... Uh, the sort of outcomes were voted on by the people who frequent the Machinima site. I think that may be the case. Uh, okay, folks, I actually meant to get in more than I did there. But, hey, we're not in a rush. we got plenty of time. This is probably, I have a feeling, going to be a slightly longer than normal episode, but that's okay. In fact, it's good. It is a good thing. I'm almost at home, so I will end it for now by saying um, I'm almost at home, so I will end it for now. Hello. What? What? What is this? Well, I'll tell you what it is if you get off my back for a goddamn second. Right before I got home, ending the podcast, ran into some friends slash neighbors slash practically related, welcome to Bolton, and uh, decided to get them on the podcast. Why not? Pretended it was a movie Monday. They did not know what day it actually was. So, asked them what their favorite movie was. I assume by both answers that they're both yanking my chain. At the very least, Pam should have said the movie that Mike said, and Mike should have said the movie that Pam said. So, I, I don't know. Some definite uh, possible maybe yanking going on here, if you ask me. And I'm an expert at um, yank yanking. Huh. Maybe should edit that out, but no time. So, I'm going to play that for you right now, and then we're going to end until I come back in some moments after a transition indicating that time has passed. You guys want to be on the podcast? Yeah. I'm here with uh, Michael. He's going to tell me what his favorite movie is. Driving Miss Daisy. Driving Miss Daisy. Pam says, Ace Ventura. That is all. Transition. Hello again. It feels weird saying hello again on my drive into work, as I have not spoken in um, like 13, 14, 15, I'm not good at math hours, so it is strange. I do not believe I have ever recorded a podcast this way before. It is weird, and I feel weird. <laughs> uh, I think the best thing to do to get rid of this weird feeling is just to hop right back in. Yeah? Yeah. Let's do it, even. Item the second, if you can believe it, only on item number two. Really taking her time today, but that's okay. And that rhymes, and you know it rhymes. Item the second is a TED Talk. I feel like I haven't brought a TED Talk back in a while. However, this one, the sort of title, once I say it, you'll know why I had to bring it back. It's one of those titles, the TED, TED Talk titles, that occasionally you will read and be like, what the fuck does that mean? This one was called Mouse, comma, Laser, comma, oh, no comma, and Manipulated Memory. Mouse, comma, Laser, and Manipulated Memory. What does it mean? You had me at Mouse and Laser. This TED Talk was about how... These two dudes, well, although it was just two dudes talking, I don't know if they had a team working with them, but let's just say these two dudes have developed a way to have lasers pinpoint areas of the brain with super, super accuracy to the point where they could, I'm not sure if fire off selected neurons is accurate, but that's what it sounded like. What they had done with this ability so far 
is to manipulate areas of mouse brains, specifically areas that we kind of know are in charge of memories. Okay, so why would we want to do that? For example, you have memories that you do not want to have and are ruining your life. Maybe. Get rid of them, eh? It's kind of that uh, ethical debate going on about this sort of thing, and always with new advances in science, you'll find that ethics will come into play, and and naysayers will always say things like, oh, this means the end of human civilization as we know it, and, you know, we got to move forward, is my opinion. No matter what the consequences, I don't know if that's a safe thing to say, but I am think I think I'm more of the opinion that no matter what the consequences, however, if we know what the consequences are, we then have to deal with it. How about that line of thinking? So far, as far as manipulating memory, we have made efforts to do so in the form of drugs. Uh, these guys pointed out that drugs cannot really pinpoint with any accuracy uh, specific areas of the brain. They're sort of quite often an all-over effect on the brain. We've also used electricity, specifically electroshock therapy. Again, this is better than drugs in the sense that uh, it happens quickly, <laughs> because electric electricity is quick. However, still you get that sort of not able to target with any degree of accuracy and potentially eliminate great swaths of your memory as opposed to the ones you are aiming for. Now the way in which they do this, I'm a little shady on, other than the fact that I think these rats were... See, I don't know if what I'm going to say is 100% accurate. I think they were sort of modified, perhaps genetically modified, in such a way that their brain had within it light receptors. Which I guess, if you're going to be using lasers, you're going to need things that the lasers will react to. Huh. Sort of a, a sort of common kind of sense there. What they did with the rats was put them in a sort of box in which the floor would kind of give them a mild shock. Okay? You with me so far? Then put them in another box in which the floor would not give them the mild shock. However, set off this laser into their brain, making them remember the box with the shocky floor. What? They then would react to this new safe box as if they were put in the quote-unquote shock box. Interesting, interesting stuff. And so far, it has been working. Very, very cool. And uh, I'm curious, what does it mean for the future? What, uh, what do you think, in an effort, as I do from time to time, to get a little audience participation? would love to know what you think of this and what's the sort of possibility of humans being able to manipulate our own memories has in store in the future. What could it mean? Hmm. Much happier people? <laughs> but then I think there's also the potential that quite often comedians, quite often artists, quite often poets, songwriters, the reason that they are good at their craft is because they have within their brains not-so-nice memories that have molded their personality. So if you remove those memories from human beings as a species even, would we become just sort of a very bland race? No sort of drive towards anything but the pursuit of happiness. So, two sides to both coin, and I will move on to the next item. Haha, -ha, hey, how about that? Yeah, that's, that's what I'll do. The next item is rather 10 items. Jesus Christ, what am I thinking? If you are unfamiliar with YouTube, what are, what, what are you doing listening to this if you don't know what YouTube is? Go over there. Fuck this podcast. YouTube's got a shit ton of good stuff over there that you haven't seen yet. Man. Anyways, YouTube has recently been having sort of um, themed weeks, I think you could call it. I'm not sure if they do it every week. I can think of two off the bat. One was Comedy Week. One, most recently, was called Geek Week. Something I did not know YouTube did was had its own channel, which I suppose makes a kind of sense. They have curated the top 10 videos of Geek Week. 
Um, as voted on by, I don't know, when chosen by, I don't know who. I am not sure if these are the actual best examples. However, according to YouTube, they are. And do we have to trust them? No, we don't. But I brought them back anyways. Item the first is called Gravity Gun. Gravity Gun is something I hope you are familiar with if you have played the Half-Life series. Half-Life, probably the first Half-Life is... Would it be the first, definitely one of the first first-person shooters I had for my PC way back when, thanks to my uncle who was and is into computers. Uh, Half-Life 2, the orange box, available for PlayStation, Xbox, PC, uh, I recommend you get. It is super, super dirt cheap right now, and friggin' the, probably one of the best bang for your bucks in video gaming that you can buy today, because it combines Half-Life 2, Half-Life 2 Episode 1, Half-Life 2 Episode 2, Team Fortress, which I never really got into, Portal, the first one, awesome, awesome stuff. This video, Gravity Gun, is they've taken, sort of, uh, almost pulled out a story from those games and filmed in live action, no less, uh, sort of a, a brief snippet of what went on during those events. Cool, cool idea. It focused on Alex Vance. Alex Vance, who is sort of the talker of the Half-Life series, whereas Gordon Freeman is your si silent protagonist. Alex Vance is sometimes companion and potentially lover. Is very, very talkative, and she kind of brings the story along. It was basically the story of the creation of the gravity gun. The gravity gun, which is one of those... I, th I think I've seen it on lists of most awesome weapons in video games. games, uh, And it is quite literally what it sounds like. A gun that lets you manipulate gravity, mostly in the form of picking shit up and throwing it at bad guys. My favorite, and you get a sort of real visceral feel of doing this, is picking up a saw blade. It's got to be two feet across saw blade. They're sort of hanging around the world of the Half-Life series. For some reason, there are lots of two-inch wide saw blades just sort of laying around. I'm not going to question it. I'm not going to question that because it's awesome. You can then pick them up and throw them at guys and it like, chops them in half. Real, real good. She did that, actually, in this video. Okay, I'm uh, going to try to do these somewhat rapid-firely in order to get them done before I end the episode. Yes. And I uh, want to get in some podcasts, probably on my drive home, the way this is looking. That is what will happen. Uh, next next video was called Slow Mo. Slow Mo Water Balloon Fight with 15... 100 people. That's a big water balloon fight. And why not slow it down and let us see what water balloons in slow-mo look like. I will say that there are... <laughs> this is a sentence I didn't think I'd ever say. There are better slow-mo videos of water balloons than this. <laughs> but uh, the, the addition of all these people doing it at the same time makes it pretty cool. Uh, this is from the slow-mo guys, who I believe also have a YouTube channel, where they film shit, you guessed it, in slow-mo. Aha. The next item was difficult to read in my notes. It's, uh, YouTube at M-L-A-R. I don't know what that means. Uh, what I do know that it does say is video game battle, specifically in this case. It was a uh, music video combining music, nerdy music, I suppose you would say, or perhaps geeky music, as this is geeky stuff, with video games. Hey, why not? This is another from Machinima. And uh, one thing that really caught my eye from this, other than it was pretty good, I, I liked it. I'm not usually a musical type lover of videos. However, this one was good. Combined video games and also highlight for me started out little uh, little filming of Mr. Chris Hardwick. So hey, love Lee. The next, the next, which is in fact the fourth of this top ten list, list was called Skyhook. It starred Mr. Freddie Wong. 
who you may recognize, and Gracie Helbig, or Grace Helbig, if you prefer. Grace Helbig is one of my favorite comedic women of all time. Love her. She, no matter what she is in, is funny, this included. Uh, it had sort of a uh, Batman feel at the beginning, the, the sort of scenes where he is talking with Morgan Freeman and getting kitted out and suited up with all his cool gadgets and stuff. However, in this case, it was Freddie Wong, and he was getting suited up to go out on a date because he is ill-prepared for dates because he's an awkward, awkward man and is not good around women. So, I like it. <laughs> the skyhook in question, and is this actually from something? I don't remember it being from Batman. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. It sounds more like from um, Just Cause, a video game called Just Cause. Basically, what it is, is when he got into a super, super awkward situation on his date, what he could do, at the push of a button, a hook would shoot out from a vest he was wearing and attach itself to a plane flying overhead that would then pull him from the awkward situation. The situation made further awkward by the fact that Miss Helbig actually likes sort of a geeky, nerdy, clumsy type guys, so she was having fun on the date. <laughs> Which then, of course, made him trying to get the vest off in time to stay at the date funny. Mm. The next video, video number five, number cinq, if you are French or Quebecois, was called uh, Games Bring Us Together. We are talking, in this case, multiplayer. Multiplayer of video games. Lovely. I I talk about this a little bit on her video games day from time to time. That uh, I do not play video games to be social. I play them to sort of escape from reality. Same reason I read books and watch movies and do most of the things that I do now that I think about it. So, I don't do too much multiplayer, playing with others, video gaming. When I, when I do do it from time to time, I always have fun. However, I don't go out of my way to do it. I don't search it out. And it is not as fun for me as I believe it is for others. However, that being said, I do very much like the idea of this video that uh, people from around the world can play video games and experience something together that they would not be able to do otherwise. Some of the sort of examples in this video are, uh, I think my favorite ones are people who play World of Warcraft, how they'll have a sort of giant team, a team made up from people all over the world, and they'll set out to accomplish a task, and they'll get it done, they'll have fun, they'll be playing friggin' video games while doing it, and uh, it's just a thought that I really, really like. So, I bring it up. As I do, I think that will be a good spot to end it for now. I will be back this afternoon with the top five of this list. Although this list kind of, for me, feels like it's in no particular order. So that's not a great tease. Why did I say that? I don't know. I am unprofessional. Yeah. That leaves one final thing to say, and that is, of course, love you, dearies. God. I'm a fool to do your dirty Working, working, working And we're back We are back, we are back, we are back We are back, we are back, back in action Hello Oh again That was a tough one Work-wise, that is I'm hurting and stressed Hurting and stressed, yes. <sighs> Thus concludes Jordan's work talk. Let's forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it now. And hop back in to the interwebs. Yes, a little fun and spice and everything nice to get us out of this funk. When I say us, I mean me. We were doing the rundown of the top 10 videos according to YouTube on Geek Week. Number 5 is Star Wars Filibuster. What this is, is Pat Oswalt, who I uh, love, 
yeah, I'm going to throw out the L word there. I'm a huge Patton Oswalt fan. He was on Parks and Recreation and did a filibuster. If you are unfamiliar with that, it is a political thing in which you talk and people try to stop you, but they cannot due to laws, various laws. So that's kind of boring, but his filibuster theme, let's call it, was Star Wars related, hence the Geek Week tie-in there. What they did is took the audio from that footage and then uh, a animator, a very talented animator, which if I was at all professional or did this in front of a computer and not while driving, I would say the name of the animator, but those two things do not apply, so I do not know his name. He animated the whole sort of spiel, which was uh, Patton Oswalt's idea for the, I guess, next Star Wars movies. I have talked before, and I will again, despite the fact that it probably pisses people off, that I am a Star Trek guy over a Star Wars guy. Very, very much so. That being said, this was very, very funny. So that should tell you something of uh, sort of how good it is that me, a Trekkie, liked it very much. Hey, that's what, that's all I got to say about that. The next video was a Breaking Bad video of some sort. Um, I am sort of, yeah, I don't know if I'd go religious, but let's just say it. I'm very religious about avoiding spoilers, and Breaking Bad, if I had to guess, is going to be the next show the Mrs. and I watch after Dexter. I have not seen a single episode. I like watching it um, all in one sort of go and not have to wait for it on the television. So uh, I didn't watch it for that reason. I'm sure it was very funny and geeky as well. Item the seventh was called Making a Wally. Wally from the movie. Um, Wally. Yeah, that, that guy, that little robot character. Uh, Wally, the movie, was very, very good. How about on that note, I'd probably go four to five if I do recall, although it's been quite a while since I watched it. This video, very, very cool and had sort of a, to me, a kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of Mythbusters feel in that uh, Adam, Adam Savage over at Mythbusters sort of feels like he does this sort of thing from time to time. And uh, it was a pretty cool little robot, uh, made some of the Wally type sounds, uh, could move around. They were sort of in the process of upgrading it in various ways, but uh, it was basically boiled down like a real life version of Wally from the movie. So obviously pretty geeky, pretty cool, like it. Item the ninth is Gastro Geek. Gastro Geek, if you listen to last Proc Internet Day, I actually already brought back and talked about at length. So, what you can do then, is instead of me talking about item 9 on this list, is you could go back to my last Proc Internet Day episode and listen to me talk about that at length. If you are so inclined, I can guarantee you, it um, is geeky, me doing that. So, there you go. Uh, episode 10 was called This Is Why We Love Comics. Nice little rounded out there, and sort of perfect timing for Fan Expo coming next week. Or rather, starting tomorrow, actually, because it is, oh, a little behind the scenes here, it is Wednesday in the actual real world. So, gave me that hankering that I get from time to time to delve into the world of comics, although books always pull me back in. They pull me right back in. And I cannot resist the pull of book books. Folks, that concludes the top 10 of Geek Week from YouTube. Yay that! To move on to our final item, why don't I? It is a podcast. Haha. -ha. I wanted to get in at least one podcast. And uh, this was a doozy because it was sort of worlds colliding. It was the appearance of Mr. Chris Hardwick on Mr. Adam Carolla's podcast. Ha, ha, love it so much. Uh, this is one of my favorite things of podcasting, of the podcasting world, of people who do podcasts. It's like a brotherhood. These two dudes 
both have uh, what could be considered uh, competing entertainment out in the world today, and yet they will sit down and shoot the shit for an hour and change, and not only will it benefit Adam Carolla, whose podcast this was this time, it will also benefit Mr. Chris Hardwick, because people, fans of the Adam Carolla podcast, will potentially, and I could say definitely, even, listen to this episode and then think, hey, that uh, that uh, Chris Hardwick character, he's a he's a pretty funny dude. Maybe I should check out his podcast as well. So I, I love it. It's like the, the sort of uh, brotherhood of podcasts, the podcast collective, if you will. And it just it sort of does many things for me. On top of being super entertaining, it kind of uh, warms my cockles. I end this podcast with it's nice to be nice to the nice. And that is because um, it is. And these two dudes are nice. Being nice to one another. <laughs> there you go. What I've done is what I always do and written down some of the shit that they shot. And uh, we will talk about it here. Meaning I will talk and you will potentially listen. They started out with talking about sort of the their growth, their the growth of their respective empires. is almost a way you can look at it. Because they have both sort of created around them through originally just the sort of beginnings of their podcast and now have one another sort of delve into many, many more fields and interests and entertainment thingamajigs and have now created sort of very viable businesses, um, things that deliver entertainment of just a goddamn crazy range of topics and formats and goddamn everything to the masses and it's just amazing to me how it's not too long ago these these two although had podcasts that were popular and many people listened have turned that into empires adam carolla's pirate ship and chris hardwick's nerdy nerdy empire called nerdist lovely just to sort of point out some of this growth, uh, Chris talked about how he was on Adam Carolla's podcast sort of right at the beginning. It was done out of this, almost sounded like a garage. And in the intervening years, every time he sort of popped back in to say hello, sort of new additions have been constantly been made. New things have been upgraded to the point now where it sounds like he's got, Adam Carolla's basically got a total working audio type studio running out of this garage with all his fancy fancy cars he's a car guy <laughs> it's kind of funny too to hear these two get together because uh it's hard to picture two more sort of unalike people adam carolla i love him despite the fact that he will occasionally throw out the occasional not nice remark towards the nerdy population whereas chris hardwick total opposite <laughs> so, like, it sort of delved into, <laughs> there was one point where Adam was using car-related metaphors to describe something, and Chris was just sort of doing the, the nod and smile of, yes, yes, I have no idea what you're talking about, but that does sound good. Uh, I like it. Uh, that's probably why I like these two so much, because despite being a huge nerd, and that sort of first and foremost i do know a little bit about cars to take auto could probably with a gun to my head change your oil so i'm kind of uh, in both worlds a little bit but definitely more in the nerdy world and, uh, that uh, talk sort of delved into the the need to constantly move forward the fact that if they had these original podcasts that they had way back when and never did anything else and sort of kept them as they were they would stagnate and eventually die. So uh, I like that thought. And I like to think that episode one that I did, not even a year ago, is sort of vastly different from this episode 171, I do believe. Will the format ever change? I don't know. It uh, depends on very many variables. But uh, so far, the using the time that I use to drive to and from work seems to be the best idea just for the reason that that is time that would otherwise be killed. It would be murdered time. 
Uh, next, they moved on into little Breaking Bad. Uh, I just mentioned that I totally avoid spoilers, so some of this I plugged my ears for. The sort of connection there between the two of them is that the last eight episodes of Breaking Bad, Chris Hardwick will be doing a sort of after show. He similar, or perhaps exactly like, how he did for uh, The Walking Dead. He had a show as soon as Walking Dead was over. His show would then come all on. It was called The Talking Dead, in which he and various peeps would then sit around and talk about the episode. He's now doing that with Breaking Bad, just because, apparently, that uh, Talking Dead was so crazily well-received. And uh, I remember hearing him say once that The Talking Dead is, despite all the sort of other things that he does, uh, one of the probably most watched by the masses, if you will. Uh, and the connection to Adam Carolla, of course, is that Brian Cranston, I do believe, <laughs> uh, will be appearing in Adam Carolla's movie Road Hard, which, why not give him a plug, because it's nice to be nice to the nice, uh, if you care to go to the website Fund Anything, you can have a hand in helping to fund Adam Carolla's movie, which is already, you know, 100% funded. However, that being said, the more money they get, the more um, good, better, best they can make They can make um, that movie. I did it, and I'm looking forward to receiving my free t-shirt and signed something and copy of movie. Yay that, when it happens in like a year and change. Uh, talked a little bit about measuring your cock. Uh-huh, okay, we'll gloss over that point. Yep. Mm-hmm. Talked a little bit about... I was hoping Adam would get into it as well, but uh, Chris Hardwick did. Got into sort of the lowest points of their career. There was a time when Mr. Chris Hardwick was on uh, MTV. Being Canadian, we had much music rather than MTV, so I didn't really know him back then, but apparently... Had a huge show, was very, very popular, and then the show was no longer on, and he was not getting jobs, and uh, apparently was fat. (laughs) He says that, I've never seen evidence of it, and uh, was drinking all the time, and at one point, sitting in his apartment, in his underwear, uh, drunk or hungover, let's say hungover, because it's better for the story, surrounded by empty pizza boxes, and saw... Jenny McCarthy on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. Yes, that one. Because apparently the show on MTV he had, uh, what was it called? Don't remember. Was on was with Jenny McCarthy. And then Jon Stewart made a sort of crack about Chris Hardwick, how he's doing really well. He gets our coffee. <laughs> so it's not often that your sort of realization that you are perhaps not doing so well comes in the form of Jon Stewart making fun of you on his show, saying that you're now getting people's coffee. I like that story. Lastly, they spoke of, and this is something something that I uh, can easily see making total logical sense, is that in the sort of position they are in now, they have come to the realization that it is much, much more fun much, much more rewarding in terms of just sort of personal self, as well as even money-wise, to do your own projects rather than be sort of attached and working on the projects of others. So uh, I like that thought. Kind of a little bit, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of, has the feel of this podcast. I'm not doing this for anyone. I'm doing it for myself. I'm doing it because I like doing it. Why not, before we wrap it up, on that note, give out my sort of podcasting philosophy of my percentiles and what I feel they should be to your own individual podcast. Do not do a podcast unless 50% to 99% of the reason you are doing so is because you enjoy it. All right, you with me? If... You are doing a podcast and, let's say, 60% of the reason you are doing it is because you want others to listen, you want to be famous, you want to make money, any any reasons like that. Um, I don't think it's a good idea, and 
I think the potential for quote-unquote failure is much, much more. The reason that I am doing this 50% to 99% for myself means that the odds of me failing are much less because I'm doing it for myself, so I could only fail myself. Huh. Plus, I think and hope that the sort of enjoyment comes across. Uh, let me know if it does. Would love to hear from you. Would love a little, what do you call it? Feedback. Yes. Folks, that was a fun episode. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed you listening to it. I will say, as I do, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper